1: Welcome to Hurtad Sports
0: Radio. Ruiz drives it deep left field, just looking up as for due, and it's going. gone.
2: As the Ernie Ruiz with his fifth home run of the year, RBIs
0: forty-five and forty-six, and the A's take a two-one lead. Welcome back for hour number three here on Hurtad Sports Radio. We are live on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and for our number three, we're on KFOR in Lincoln. But we are always brought to you by our friends at Dingman's Collision Center. They've got four great Omaha area locations, and they have been a part of the Omaha community for over 25 years, and they've been first place Best of Omaha for 18 years running. It's because they are family-owned and operated and they invest in the latest technology to work on all makes and models and they invest back in their community with every car repaired make sure you go check out dingmans.com i'm going today f- for more information on their services and their give back program
1: yeah andrew got a little andrew got a little i'm, going up. I'm getting or my estimate today i'll let you guys know how the process works I'm, over at dingmans i'm going to the papillion location okay i'm sure it'll be terrific they've always
0: been great to us we appreciate uh, dingmans being a supporter of the show Another supporter of the show, at least I'm going to tell myself that, is our friend Michael Brunts <laughs> from Husker 24-7. Brunts, what's going on, buddy? Well, we'll see
2: how today goes and uh, if that works or not. But things are going well. How are you guys doing? Uh,
0: Good. We're, we're doing all right. We, we kind of wanted to do a wellness check on you here real quick because uh-huh. your uh, Oakland A's are officially relocating. How, how are you doing? How are you feeling?
2: Uh, I'm angry. John Fisher, uh, the reclusive uh, Gap heir, Gap jeans heir, who owns the A's, uh, currently apparently met with protesters yesterday. Guys, he met with the people. He uh, he met with three protesters <laughs> in Texas and. Said that, said that this has been harder on him than it's been on the fans. Oh, Ooh. poor
1: right. me. Oh, yeah. that
0: is that is not being able to read the room. Come on, my guy.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so billion, Again, billionaire jeans air. This has been really hard on him. I know. So tougher. Hopefully, hopefully, this, hopefully this news <laughs> makes everything
1: better. His holidays go well, and uh, he can sleep a little better at night. Do you think they changed their name because Ravi tossed that out? And I'm like, they better not change their name.
2: Um, I don't know. There was some talk. There was some talk that, uh, as part of if they, because they have nowhere to play from uh, 2025 to 2028 at least, and so if they have to go begging back to the city of Oakland to let them play there for a couple of years, which I don't know that they'll do, but there was talk that they were, uh, as, as terms of extending the lease, would be that he'd have to leave the name in Oakland. So,
0: oh,
1: kind of like a brown situation case, there. Guys, don't kinda, do yeah. it to me. I need the A's in baseball. Um
0: Well, you might get them.
1: There's always expansion.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> rebirth, the that rebirth of the A's in Oakland maybe. Maybe uh, with more money. So, are you are you going to follow the team to Vegas? Are you cutting yourself off or are you are you fighting a new team? What's next for Michael Brunson's baseball fandom?
2: TBD. I might need to pivot to uh to uh, CPBL, which, as you guys know, is the Taiwanese professional baseball league, so um, I might I might lean lean hard into the Brothers Elephants. I don't know if you guys know that team,
1: but they're uh, they're they're a, a decent team there in Taiwan. So I, I'm more of a Tokyo Swallows fan in okay. the Japanese yeah. professional league. Okay,
0: I got really Mostly. into the KBO during COVID. Because mm-hmm. it was the only thing playing, so me and my friends yeah. would bet on the KBO during <laughs> during COVID. So I might, uh, you know, I'd look into the KBO, too.
2: It's not bad, because, I mean, you, you basically wake up and there's baseball. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure what pirated stream I, I have to do <laughs> to get... Um, maybe I need to be, befriend somebody in Taipei and they can just FaceTime me <laughs> um, from the game.
0: You got to find a TikTok account that streams those things live. Yeah, every once yeah. in a while you can find them, and I think they're probably less stringent about it than they are for American sports.
2: Oh, that's good to know. I need to I need to do some more research here, but I'm I'm taking a break from uh, Major League Baseball. I think that's probably the fair way to say it.
1: Well, Bruntz, you seem like the type of guy that takes advantage of anything and everything on a streaming platform. Maybe Peacock this last week. <laughs> um, did you? Did you take advantage of everything Peacock had to offer? Um, because well, they, I I feel like you did, and please tell me I'm right. Let, let me tell you guys, um, I was not prepared for the the amount of old school
2: WWF content that is <laughs> contained <laughs> yes! on Peacock. Um, everybody knows that the English Premier League is on there. Oh yeah, that, that's your jam. You can you can watch some some uh, some West Ham um, on there if you need to, but. Yeah, they've got they've got uh, forty years worth of Royal Rumbles on there, and we've been—I uh, say we, I mean me—going uh, <laughs> going back through uh, some classic Royal Rumbles. We're actually t- today uh, the ninety-five Rumble is on the, the docket today
0: is I can just imagine well first of all I I, I chuckled because I, I I know your wife a little bit and I, I couldn't really imagine her watching Royal Rumbles there with you <laughs> um but I do I can't imagine the the Husker 24/7 crew just kind of sitting watching some 95 uh some WWF so uh, that was a fun picture for me I appreciate you you doing that but um as you uh <laughs> as Speaking we of Royal Rumble yes <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't. Speaking of Royal Rumbles, uh <laughs> the Nebraska and Wisconsin this weekend. Um no, let, let let's go let's look back to uh Maryland first before we move on to Wisconsin here. And obviously the the turnovers are the major story, the quarterbacks are the major story. Um but I want to, you know, we've talked a lot about those this week. I I want to I want to pick your brain a little bit here and see is there something else that stuck out to you positive or negative that maybe hasn't gotten enough attention this week because quarterbacks are the big sexy headline
2: um I don't know I mean I, I think Emmett Johnson continues to improve I mean I think that's noteworthy as, as you get into the final two games here um you know what he what do you have like 17 carries and he was getting close to 100 yards um
0: yeah, 84, I think you ended up with.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that picture is looking good. I mean, I think, I you know, the, the running back group has been a bit of a mash unit this year. And, and you know, to have your guy that was fourth on the depth chart kind of step up and take that role and run decisively, I mean, I think it looks pretty good there. Um, th- that was a positive, I thought. I mean, I, the, the defense, again, played well enough to win. They There, there was some, you know, question about – how well they played against Michigan State and if it was good enough and um, I, I thought that they answered the bell again and again against a pretty good Maryland offense so you know, those those things kind of stand out I think as, as positives that you can take in the last two games of the season but yeah I mean I, it, it's hard to uh, to not come out of that game and not be talking quarterbacks and again just the turnover issues I mean you know you're, you're if you're Nebraskas defense you get three three takeaways in that game. And just still end up negative two, you're like, What well, what's going on here? Like what what more can we possibly do to make this make this work?
1: Bruncy, well let's stay right there. Um, and talk about uh, those, those quarterback issues. How complicated um, is this situation for you to dissect going forward, knowing that Harburg has uh, what could be a long-term ankle injury? You have Chuba that's uh, dealing with a groin injury, although it seems like he's still taking reps and could play. Jeff Sims is the healthy guy in the room. Do you think Chuba brought enough to the table last week to give you confidence he'd be the starting guy this week?
2: Uh well I mean it he did enough that that you kind of at least are thinking okay what what can we maybe do with this here and you know I know he's he's been limited with the groin injury I mean that that's that's going to be an issue um uh, over the last couple games but um you know I I I think with what we've seen from Jeff Sims and even you know at, at times against Maryland I thought that they were calling a pretty good game with him he was making some, some okay throws and some smart decisions. And then the bottom just falls out. And, you know, I, I think, you know, this is a, this is a team now where you almost just need to say, who is going to turn the ball over the least amount of times for us on offense. I mean, it's not a question of explosive explosive plays and all that other stuff, but who can manage this? Who can, you know, allow us to run most of our offense and I, I think right now um, based on that drive I mean I think Chuba Purdy probably deserves a little bit of consideration there and I think he will you know I think he's got a pretty good good chance of starting on Saturday um, you know I, I just think that right now you know if, if Heiner Karberg is severely limited with his ability to run he doesn't bring a ton to the table for you or worry you if you're Wisconsin's defense and I just don't know right now mentally where Jeff Sims is at to where you could throw him out there in a night game on the road and expect it to uh, look any different. I mean, it, it, you're just kind of signing yourself up for a bit of a high-wire act there. And that's just, you know, this this team cannot overcome that. So that's why I think you probably default a little bit to Purdy and, and see what he can do for you.
0: We're talking with Michael Brunts of Husker 24-7. Uh, Brunts on the offensive line I-, I thought from my eye test that which take that for what you will um I thought the offensive line had their best game of the season Rule seemed to echo that thought in his press conference this week um is that something that maybe you think has been overshadowed by everything else going on that that the offensive line has Loki turned out to be pretty functional
2: yeah they have been um And, you know, I I think you have to give credit to the the guys on the left side of that line for stepping in and and just playing sound football. Um, You know, Teddy's finally healthy. Um, He's finally, you know, right mentally. I know that's the the confidence thing with him coming off of all the injuries that he's had have long been an issue, but he seems like he's in a good place. Um, You know, Justin Evans Jenkins might be kind of the, the unsung hero on that offensive line. I mean a guy that can come in and play guard or center pretty seamlessly and, and has done pretty well at that spot. Um, you know, I, I, you, I think whenever you're talking offensive line and at the, at the end of the game you're not saying, man, those guys were terrible or they, they really hurt us, I mean, I think that's a good sign. And, you know, Nebraska certainly has other bigger issues on the roster, but, you know, they've they've moved guys well enough up front. I thought that at the end of the game, against Maryland, I mean, you kind of see a little bit of the the the, the sum of, of the runs that they'd had throughout the game, and, you know, I, you've got Nuri on the other side that's, you know, probably still two weeks ahead of where he was supposed to be with that knee injury, playing pretty well, so yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the progress there has been noteworthy, it's just, uh, you know, been overshadowed by, by everything else that you have to fix on that side of the ball, which is unfortunate, because, uh, you know, coming into the season, the conversation was offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, and, and they've been, you know, quietly pretty steady.
1: Bruncy, um obviously big news coming out of Iowa City yesterday, Cooper DeGene's injury season ending for him, which is it's something you never want to wish on a player, and, and you got to feel for, for Cooper with the season he was having and where he could go in the draft next year. But, um, you know, it is what it is, and, and it – sort of kind of plays into Nebraska's hand a little bit because he was the heart and soul of that Iowa team, and I don't want to skip too far ahead here, but if Nebraska can pull off a win against Wisconsin and get that 6-W, that you know, secure that bull spot, um, how, how much easier in your mind do you think it is to also secure possibly a Big Ten championship trip because oh. of how Iowa... Um, faltered last year without Cooper DeJean in their lineup against Nebraska. Yeah. well, yeah.
2: I mean, and, and you know, Iowa obviously, um, you know, it's pretty challenged offensively enough as it is, and you, you take one of their best playmakers, um, you know, everywhere basically on their roster uh, out of the equation. That that doesn't help. Um, you know, I, I I shudder to think a little bit about what that game is going to look like <laughs> in Lincoln on next week. Um, but You know, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I mean, that with, I mean, not maybe not funny is the right word, but um, you know, things have like outside of Nebraska's control have lined up really well for Nebraska this season, and I think that's kind of the a little bit of the frustrating part in some ways is you know you you came into the year thinking okay, you know, just get to a bowl game, but I mean, you've played two teams that had interim head coaches. Um, you know, most of the, the opponents that you've played this year for whatever reason, when you played them have had, uh, quarterback health issues and they've been missing major pieces of, uh, their offense and, you know, you just haven't been able to get it done. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, am expecting a, uh, you know, a, a just a, a slug it out, just ugly football game on Friday and, um, certainly, uh, you know, taking away one of the few dynamic playmakers that Iowa has is not going to help there. So. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it doesn't it just feel like every every conversation about you know Nebraska for the last month has been basically can Nebraska stay out of its own way? Because I think they've got the defense and and consistent enough special teams to win win these kinds of games as long as the offense can uh, can not keep blowing its toes off.
0: Bruns, let's change our attention to this week's game against Wisconsin, a team that you know, uh, just even a few weeks ago f- seemed like a pretty daunting task going up to Madison. Not that going on the road at night at Madison is any easier this week, but with the state of where Wisconsin's at this season, how are you feeling going into that game compared to how you were thinking about this game a few weeks ago?
2: Yeah, I mean, to, to listen to some of the quotes, um Coming out of the game last week, I mean, it was a little bit of a therapy session. It felt like, I mean, that that was, it felt like a lost team, a, a group that you know doesn't really have a good sense of its identity on, on either side of the ball. I mean, it's it's really strange to hear that coming out of Wisconsin, right? Because you you for years have been able to just count on, you know, regardless of the coach, this is what they're going to be, this is what they're going to do, and they're they're not that this year. I mean, they're a team that can actually beat themselves uh, and has and. So it, it's, I mean, it's still a tough test. though. So, I mean, you, you got to go and do a pretty daunting place at night, a place you haven't won since you've been in the Big Ten, and um, you know, kind of thread the needle enough to get it done. I mean, I, I think I think it's going to be a four-quarter game. I just think that's what Nebraska is now, and we'll see if, if whomever the quarterback is can kind of do enough to to, to help Nebraska win it. But yeah, it, it's uh, you know, even Braylon Allen playing a little bit last week didn't look. At all, like he should. Um, you know, the quarterback health issues. It's it's just a uh, it's a strange time in the Big Ten West, and and maybe a, a good time to
1: maybe kind of turn out the lights on the division, I guess, because this is a this has been a hell of a run this year. Brunson. All that being said, should Wisconsin be five point favorites in this game?
2: Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I I, I think uh, well, it's even come down from that from what it was. <laughs> I mean, it started I at seven. Arena, Yeah, I mean, I've seen it at three and a half some places. And so, yeah, it's a coin flip, Um, you know, with it being at home for Wisconsin. I think that's probably fair. I mean, I I don't know that – I I think it's probably tough week to week to really feel strongly about what you're going to get from either of these teams. So, um, you know, I I don't – and I don't think uh, recency bias being what it is, I don't think if you're really – great. Feel really great about what other te- what either team did last week. So, I, you know, I, I guess maybe you get the little advantage because you're at home. But um, we'll, we'll see if Wisconsin uh, did, did enough soul searching this week during practice to get things going in the right direction there.
0: Brunts on the defensive side of the ball, I know we've talked a lot about the offense because of of how you know, uh, I guess dramatic it's been over there but on the defensive side of the ball you know they they have been dealing with some injuries although not to the same extent as the offense Um, I guess do you have any level of concern just with kind of the moving parts back there I know we kind of take it for granted at this point in the season but you know I I do like to do check-ins every once in a while just be like we're still good here right like I I mean that's kind of how I feel but I'm curious how how you think about it
2: yeah I don't you know I, I think Nebraska is just kind of steady um you know I, I think Marquise Buford coming back when he did uh came at a pretty good time you know they, they were a little bit thin in the secondary with the, some of the, the safety depth they're certainly missing Deshaun Singleton a lot mm-hmm. but I, I think he's kind of come in and, and filled that gap a little bit um you know so Nebraska's had their issues in the secondary with the double moves I mean that that's I think pretty well known now that that's how you get Nebraska's corners. I think they were missing Quentin Newsom a lot last week mm-hmm. um, in, in that game. I, it sounds like he's going to be back, so that that's at least a positive there. But you know, I, I I'm trying to think back if there's been a a matchup with Wisconsin where you felt kind of this confident that Nebraska's front seven w- would be able to hang in there and, you know, really hold up well against Wisconsin and, and maybe even kind of win the battle along the line of scrimmage. I mean, I, I just think that's the, the level of – the high level of play that Ty Robinson and Nash Hutmacher are playing at now. I mean, with, with Robinson, you're kind of seeing that like – I know he's still got a, a year if he wants it, but that kind of final kick towards a guy's, the end of a guy's career where he's just kind of playing lights out and – um you know, I, I think that bodes well. I, I think, you know, the, the, this is a, a Nebraska defense that can get pressure on, on Wisconsin if they get them into third and long. So, I mean, that, that's, that, that's the only reason I really have a ton of confidence that they're going to be able to go up there and, um, you know, really hang with, with uh, Wisconsin and maybe pull out a win is just that, that, that defense is that good. And, you know, Wisconsin's offense is, is not playing great football right now. And you saw last week that, um, you know, that they can be shut
1: down. And I think Nebraska's got a better defense than what Northwestern's got. So we'll see how they, uh, how they hold up. Bruncey, last thing from me, let's take advantage of your recruiting information for a second if we can. I've seen new offers, new commitments pop up in recent days from Nebraska. What's the latest on the recruiting trail that's noteworthy, if anything, and maybe even give our listeners a little insight on how Nebraska's been attacking the quarterback position as far as recruitment goes past Danny Kalen?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think anything in 24 and and somebody that's going to be on the roster next year, it's it's going to be a portal situation. Um, you know, we, we had a, an article on our site this week about you know kind of looking forward with the the 25 class uh, and Alex Mansky, uh, quarterback from Iowa, that I believe has visited Nebraska six times, seven times maybe um, since he got his offer. In the summer, and Nebraska, I think he's a guy to kind of watch for the future for Nebraska because Nebraska was one of the first to identify him. They offered very early. um, You know, Michigan's come in late. Tennessee's kind of hanging around. Certainly, Iowa and Iowa State are around there. But he's probably going to be making a decision towards the end of his, uh, you know, towards the end of the fall here. Um, I think Nebraska's in a good spot there um, to to maybe land him. But I I, I think that's kind of where their energy with the high school stuff is focused right now. I I, I mean, I can't imagine how you don't go into the portal uh, once that opens and and find a a guy or two uh, to kind of beef up that quarterback room. You have to. So uh, beyond that, um, I think one visit to watch Carlon Jones, uh, Nebraska's uh, defensive line commit out of uh, Bay City, Texas is visiting Ohio State this weekend. Um, that, that's one to watch because uh, Nebraska was in on him early, too. He's really had a great senior season, a lot of interest from from schools in Texas. Uh, Ohio State offered a couple weeks ago. He's going to go check that out there. Um, he, he's a guy that would be a great piece for Nebraska's recruiting class to hang on to. He's probably, uh, you know, we do the Super Six every year with the uh, recruiting classes, I think he would be a, a mainstay, and a lot of people super sick, so that's a visit to watch there too. But um, you know, Nebraska continuing to, to kind of in '24 hit, hit the same same guys. I mean, Grant Bricks, the offensive lineman in Iowa, mm-hmm. uh, making a, a Kansas State visit. Uh, <laughs> that, that's been a recruitment that's gone on and on and on. We'll see when he makes a decision, but um, you know Nebraska continues to recruit him hard, uh, and, and we'll kind of see where that plays out.
0: Michael Brunts for Husker 24-7. Brunts, we appreciate your time as always, and uh, I, I wish you condolences on your <laughs> baseball team. Thanks, Josh. I'm gonna go light a candle. Yeah, <laughs> go watch more peacock. Yeah. Go watch some Royal Rumbles. Uh Brunts, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Thanks. Ash. See ya. That's our friend, Michael Bruns from Husker 24-7. Coming up next, we've got part two of heard At Hot Seat here on Herd At Sports Radio. Coming up next, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and KFOR in Lincoln.